don't you take a minute, good morning, and why don't you greet somebody beside you, if you see a mom, high five them, give them some love this morning. Why don't you guys come on up? I'm going to have my panel of moms join me this morning. I'm just getting my crew situated, right? The posse thing. Yeah. Hey, if the Kardashians can have a big posse, this is my posse right here, okay? But happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Uh, we love you, and we just thank you for everything that you do for us. Uh, we wish Happy Mother's Day to the grandmothers, for the future moms, the spiritual moms, the dog moms. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. But happy um, uh, Mother's Day to just all women. And men, can we just give a hand clap to all the women in the room right now? You know, because they, they work so hard for their families, and a lot of what we do as women just goes unnoticed, and it's not um, intentionally, but it does, right? Women, can you disagree? We do a lot of stuff, and sometimes we don't get the cred. We do not get the credit for it, but we as women just have a way of, like, getting things done. Amen? Amen. You put a woman on the job, and we just get it, we get it done. We get it done. <laughs> but let's just take a moment and let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just, we just take these next few moments. We thank you just for all the moms and all the women sitting in this house. We thank you that you created them so intentionally with such great purpose. And I thank you for all those that are sitting here, that we believe that you are going to grow us, that you are stretching us even right now. And we thank you for the, the word that is going to come out. And God, just give me the grace to speak what you want to speak this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to just take a few moments and um, talk about motherhood, which I know I have yet to know really anything about, um, but these incredible moms behind me know everything about motherhood. So um, I think you'll get something out of today. Okay. And it, say it again. What are you saying, Tim? <laughs> yeah, if you've raised three boys, I think, I think you know what you're talking about. But I do know a little bit something about being a dog mom, and I know that I've talked about this several times, and I joke about it, but the dog mom life is real, and I want to show you why it's real. Kenny, go ahead. Um, they think they own the house, okay? I caught him. We, when we lived up in the apartment, we were in transition, and here he is. That's how he was laying. I was like, you little spoiled brat, you. 
So they think they own the house, that just everything is theirs. Um, they, they take up all the room in the bed. If your kids have ever, I don't agree that you should have your kids sleep with you every night, but if they do sleep with you, please show the next picture. <laughs> they, they, oh. Okay, we'll go on to this one. Um, we do take photos of our kids too. We get them professionally done. Do we have that sleeping picture? And that is how they sleep in the bed. Okay. He takes up the whole bed for such a small little guy. If you know, if you have your children slept with you and they take up the whole bed, it is insane. And they don't want to sleep by dad. They want to sleep by mom. So I, I don't know how I sleep, but I wake up to that and my heart jumps a little bit because I'm like, oh, you're just so cute. And I'm like, all right, I'll just, you know, one more night, right? <laughs> one more night. Um, but other than being a dog mom, I do know a little bit um, something called stretch marks. Um, and it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman, a mom, not a mom. Most of us have stretch marks um, somewhere on us. And if you don't, you are blessed, okay? But whatever, I'm not talking to you then. I'm going to talk to the other 99.9% .9 of us that do have stretch marks. Um, so back to that. Healthline describes um, and defines stretch marks as a continual tugging and stretch marks. Stretch marks are a physical sign of growth. And if you know anything about stretch marks as much as I do, um, sometimes that they can be painful. Sometimes they show up loud and proud. I was trying not to get too graphic, but sometimes they show up loud and proud, but other times they're just subtle and they're unseen. And I can look back at different times in my own personal life that um, I've seen God tugging and stretching me, molding me, sometimes at rapid paces and sometimes at slow paces. And I believe that whenever you step into a new season, of growth, it can be painful. Um, it can leave marks. And it can be, a lot of the time, it's unwanted pain, whether that's spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, or financially. I think we've all stepped into a season that of financial pain. And it has left a mark sometimes. And then either times you stop believing God for something because you haven't seen him move. But just like in that song, his promise still stands, and he will do it again. But what I do know is even though sometimes that they are unwanted, I know that God creates seasons for a purpose. And here's the beautiful thing about seasons and planting and sowing. I heard this on the radio yesterday, and I said I had to add it in. It says you cannot plant and reap a harvest in the same season. You can't reap, you can't plant, and then just believe in the same summer season that it's just gonna grow up. It just doesn't work that way. And if it has, you might get like a, a weird looking cucumber. I don't know, it could happen. <laughs> but when we walk through different seasons um, of life, like I said, they leave marks, but just like stretch marks on our physical body, on the flip side, while they leave marks, it also shows a, a sign of growth. We can know anything about 
stretch marks is that because it is a continual tugging and stretching, it means that you're, you're growing either at a rapid pace or whatever. And it says in Galatians 6:9, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I think, um, you know, there's plenty of moms sitting in this room even today that have planted. Have you guys planted and just keep believing for the harvest? And sometimes when you plant, you don't see the harvest as quickly as you want to see it. You're planting things into your kids. You're like, I told you not to do that and you're still doing it, you know? But you don't see the, har the harvest right away. And um, how we got little Daniel's name was about two years ago, and I just think about him. We're just 12 weeks away, and I love just remembering of just God's faithfulness. And so I can remember the moment so vividly. I, f I was in this vulnerable state with God, and when God spoke to me um, so clearly about Daniel, and he said um, that you're going to have a son, and you're to name him Daniel. And in that vulnerable moment, and I'm just going about my business, that's how God works sometimes. And I just tense up, and I'm like, what did I just hear? <laughs> like, wait a minute. And so all these different things, these emotions started to rush in, fears, doubts, um, can I do this? Are we even ready for a child? And I remember that night writing it down in my journal, and it took me a few days to tell Garrett, um, because I had this just slew of emotion of, did I hear from God? And then I do this thing where I'm like, all right, well, if it's you, then you're going to have to confirm it, <laughs> right? And I think Garrett's like looking for confirmation too, like, did you really hear that, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I am watching this TV show of, it's like, you know, uh, I forgot, Catherine Heigl, and she's playing... Um, just in an old Western movie, and she ends up getting pregnant, and they have this baby shower for her, and at the very end of the movie, we don't know what they're having, because you didn't know back in the 1800s. So when they, she pulls out a gift, and it's a quilt blanket, and what name is on it? Daniel. I'm like, all right, God, can you give me one more? One more. One more sign. I think that was it. He was like, if I can do it through a movie... I was like, all right. So I heard that back in 2016, or, yeah, 2016. And um, I wrote it down. I remember telling Jody, we were just sitting in her office. And I'm like, this is what I heard. And I don't even like the name Daniel. <laughs> she's, like, looking at me all big-eyed. I'm like, I don't like the name. I just, I just don't like it. And she's just, I don't, I don't even remember what you said. It didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> She always tells me what I need to hear, but what I don't want to hear. Uh, I think we were thinking of some names back then, Carter, because he passed Carter Lumber. He's like, Carter, great name. I'm like, where did you find Carter? Oh, from Carter Lumber. Oh, okay. Great. Great. That's how we'll name our children. So one year passed, and we still didn't have a baby. And at that time in our life, we weren't really... Uh, felt like we were ready for kids. We didn't, um, it wasn't that we didn't want kids. We believed that if God wanted us to have a child, that it would happen. Um, but so one year passed and we 
still didn't have this baby. And what I realized is the longer that the process, that continual tugging and that stretching grew, I started to love this little baby. I remember sitting down at Qdoba with Jody and weeping of how much I just love this unborn baby that wasn't even in my womb yet. And I remember crying and just saying, I can't wait to hold him. I can't wait to love him. I can't wait to be a mom to him. And what I learned through the process of waiting was just to love the, pro- the process. And what I have seen from God is when God speaks something to you, um, most times, not in all cases, but it's not in that very moment. And so, you know, this is year two of waiting on that promise. And, um, but I know that he's just an intentional God and he brings us through the fire. He refines us. And that when you feel like you're in the fire, there is a fourth man standing with you and growing and stretching you. And so before I talk with these moms, I want to give you Four points that no matter what season that you're in, there's four questions that you can always ask yourself that will help reap God's blessing. Number one is, what can I learn in this season? Number two is, what can I enjoy in this season? First Thessalonians 5.18 says, be thankful in all circumstances. Number three is, what is the most important what is most important for this season? In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, for everything there is a season. And um, number four, how can I help others in this season? Proverbs 3.27 says, do not withhold good from those whom it is due um, when it is in your power to act. And so I just want to talk with these moms. Um, can we move this? That'd be great. And I love this quote. It says that um, motherhood is not so much the big dramatic acts of, um, of sacrifice, but it's the little everyday unseen ones. And so I just want to take the next few moments and just talk about um, little sacrifices that you've seen your moms make, that, you've, that you have made for your children. Um, and because you guys are great moms and... Um, I believe that we've all been through this, the fire. I feel like we've been um, in different seasons of our life. We've been through the ringer and that you guys have sacrificed on so many different levels. There's, there's, um, yeah, we've got our great grandmother right here. We've got our mom and future mom. Yes. If you did not see, she's, they are expecting their uh, second little baby. We're so excited. If you didn't see, they did the cutest little post. Maybe I'll have to put it in for next season. We've got a mom to three boys, and then we've got a, a grandmother. So we are excited. So let's actually show some of our pictures of our moms. We'll pull up the first picture. Um, most of you know that I'm adopted. So this is my picture of my actual mom. She was 14 when she had me. Um, She is happy, um, but I guess they don't smile in pictures (laughs) in Romania. We'll ask Colin when he gets back. But um, I remember getting that picture when I was 20. My dad gave me all of my adoption paper and um, knowing her name 
and seeing like, I do look like somebody. <laughs> that was awesome, yeah. I loved seeing that. It was um, such a life changer for me. So that is Georgiana. Um, I don't know if I'll ever meet her, um, but at least I have a, a picture of her. So let's put up the next, the next picture. Go ahead, Brittany. This is my son, Israel, who is 14. And he is um, very good at math. And he plays the saxophone. And he is really funny and really keeps us laughing all the time. So. You, call Izzy. you call him Izzy, too. Oh, yes, we call him Izzy. Yep. Yeah. He'll be here this summer, too. Jody, why don't you ex please explain this picture? Well... I think that says it all right there. I don't think I have to say anything. Yep. I think uh, Clay looks very mischievous there. He's the one on the left. Cole's just happy-go-lucky, doesn't know anybody gets mad at him, thinks everybody loves him. And then Garrett's just, just Garrett. He is, like, cheesing hard. He is cheesing hard. He never knew how to just smile naturally. So that's what he did. And I can tell you Clay was like pinching coal or something behind. So It kind of looks like Clay is wanting to smile, just like, nope, not yeah, going to do, do it. Not going to do it. Nope. I'm going to do this in this picture. <laughs> I love that. Go ahead, next picture. And this is my mother. Uh, her name is Johnny May. And um, she lived to 54 years old, um, so we had a quick time with her. But she was definitely a woman of excellence, and uh, she had trained us well. Yeah, that's great. You look like her. Yeah. yeah. Was she about the same height as you? Yes. All right. <laughs> We're a little vertically challenged. All right, Pastor Joyce. Uh, this is my mother. A lot of you might know her. Her name is Josephine Francis Haynes. And that, those are my siblings. Uh, I had four brothers and Carol and myself. And the reason I gave that picture was because my mother was so unselfish in her life and how she supported me when God called me into the ministry and prayed for me, and she was such a great mom. She was there whenever I needed her. And when your mom's always there for you, there's just something about that that you can never replace. You can never replace your mom when your mom loves you and has cared for you and raised you. And she caused me to know Jesus. She took me to church and gave so much of her life for all of us kids. And so I have to say that from the time I was a little girl, she raised me in church to know Jesus. She taught me in Sunday school. So many wonderful things I could say about my mother, but I, I believe every one of us could testify that she was a good mother. So, Yeah, I love that. She seems like a great, great woman. I've heard lots of wonderful stories. So let's just talk about uh, just a few of the most memorable moments of you guys just being moms to do and if you have like a moment that you're like wow that was that was all worth being a mom 
Cue the crickets. Cue them. I can go on about my dog mom stories all day. Or some funny things that your kids have done that just, like I said, that just were so memorable. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> we're like waiting for someone to break the ice, right? No, I, I would say there's not like a particular moment where I'm like, oh, this is the moment, you know, this is the one moment I remember. But I think it's a lot of little moments. And when it's the moment that your kid finally, they show you that they got something that you taught them. Because sometimes as a parent, and if you can get this, you just feel like you're talking a lot or teaching a lot. And you're like, do you get it? You know, are you getting it? Are you getting it? And you just so bad want to teach your children. So I think it's just the moments where I've seen he's getting it. You know, he's getting what I taught him. He was going to a new school. I think he was seven or eight. And a baronet and I had gotten married, and he was about seven. And he was going to a new school, and he said, you know what, Mom? Um, I'm not scared because I know I don't have any new friends, but if God put me here, he's going to give me great friends. And, and I'm like, yes, Jesus, thank you. You know, he's getting what I'm putting into him. So those are the most memorable moments. It's like he's getting it. He's getting my heart, and, and I'm seeing that God's doing something in him. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Jody, has there ever been a time that you felt um, like unqualified to be a mom or this? Every day. <laughs> every day. I always say if you don't, I felt like I woke up every day batting my eyes going, not knowing what was going to hit that day. Mm -hmm. And I think with three boys, anytime you have the three of the female or the male, it creates a whole different dynamic in the house. Yeah. There was a lot of wrestling and a lot of mm -hmm. um, trash talk and... Um, still is. And still is.